All right, time for Baldry's Beat now. Keith Baldry, Legislative Bureau Chief for Global News. Good morning, Keith. Hey, Smitty. Okay, we talked in the earlier segment about the new border rules that were announced yesterday by the federal government. So fully vaccinated Americans allowed back into Canada effective August 9th fully vaccinated plus a negative covid test within 72 hours of arrival and we were just talking off air that you were surprised that this is the borders opening up a little earlier than you thought it would yeah talking to bc government officials earlier they had anticipated a later opening around the 15th or 21st of august so it's now august 9th it's not not a huge uh, shift but a no. little earlier than anticipated but i still think and i've got to call them out this week about this this is going to be a lot more complicated than people think this is not going back to the old normal just you know crossing at blaine or douglas crossing you're going to get through really quickly you're going to have to show america's going to have to show proof that they're double vaccinated and to put this in context right now 50 percent of the u.s population is not double vaccinated and so that takes a big chunk of the population out of the picture and in terms of their vaccination growth rate it is minuscule it is it is ground to a halt for the last two months uh and again it's uh it's quite worrisome and some states of course are doing better than others but again many american states urban centers have high vaccination rates everywhere else has very low vaccination rates and that is not that has not changed and it's not going to change so we're not going back to you know uh, 300 million americans crossing potentially crossing the border we're going to half the population is off the table and it remains to be seen about proof of vaccination they've got this app you're supposed to show but as we know, many seniors do not have access uh, to, uh, don't have apps. They don't have phones, uh, not necessarily even Internet access for the online portal uh, proof. So it's just very much a work in progress. And I, I've talked to BC health officials who are very dubious of the, of the federal government's ability to manage this with this brand new system, which is quite unlike the previous system. Yeah, I mean, the, the government said yesterday that travelers will have to submit proof of vaccination on the Arrive Can smartphone app or the Arrive Can online portal. Mm-hmm. They must also carry a paper or digital copy of their vaccine documentation to show a Canadian government official if requested. So that does sound like... Uh, some bureaucracy that's going to be in place at the border is not this is not going to be like an easy process no and it's a bureaucracy that is yet to be created this is this is just at the beginning there's no infrastructure in place about this this is just some rules that have been set down with nothing to back it up and then you flip it around the other way canadians going down down to the united states that has not been made clear yet but again i did a deep dive yesterday on the u.s vaccination um, situation there are many american states i would avoid even if you're double vote or double dosed because again you can get covid19 even if you have both uh both doses it's not 100 percent generally you get a mild case but if you have a, a compromised health situation underlying health conditions you put yourself in peril by going to some of these places in the states that have very low vaccination numbers. And COVID is rising in the states, 66% increase over last week, 145% increase over two weeks in, in cases. People who are unvaccinated are spreading the virus, they're getting sick, and many of them are being put in hospital, and you can be in peril if you go down. Yeah, I saw one report yesterday that of people, new new arrivals in hospital of people who have COVID in the United States are like 99% unvaccinated. Yeah. Uh, Ed Young in the Atlanta Monthly, fantastic reporter, journalist who won the Pulitzer Prize this past year for his report on COVID-19, has a great piece, I recommend it, about Missouri, where Missouri is going to go into a world of pain, uh, where they're going to be overrun their ICUs and hospitals. Already that's happening. The New York Times had a great piece on Sunday about Arkansas, a county in Arkansas where so many people have now been sick, have been in ICUs uh, on incubators, 
They refuse to get vaccinated. There's a huge anti-vaccination culture down there, and they're going to pay a heavy toll for that. Okay, let's listen to uh, Federal Health Minister Patty Hyde. Now, here she is talking about the changes for Americans traveling north wishing to enter Canada. Here's what she had to say yesterday. On August 9th, a number of important changes at the border will come into effect to allow fully vaccinated United States citizens and permanent residents who are currently residing in the United States to enter Canada for non-essential purposes. Okay, so double vaccination, negative COVID test within 72 hours, unvaccinated children. Of course, there is no vaccine for kids, right? So unvaccinated children will be allowed into Canada, but they have to wear a mask and they cannot participate in group activities, which had a fuzzy definition yesterday. Sounds like no camps or playgrounds. Uh, Sounds like no crowds. So really, if you're an American, why would you bring your kids into Canada if you can't do anything? Uh, yeah, but who's going to check that? Like, I mean, does that mean uh, again, you couldn't bring your kids to a fair or a that's, theme park again, or something? Who's going to check it? <clears throat> Very good point. The Peony's going to open on a limited basis in August. Yeah. Are Americans going to be able to cross and bring their kids to the fair uh, in smaller numbers? We don't know that. Uh, again, it's uh, it's a work in progress. It's not going to be like it was before. But, uh, and again, I, I think there's a lot of uh, skepticism of the federal government's ability to not only carry this up, but to police it properly. What about traveling the other direction? Now, let's talk about Canadians who want to travel south of the border and, and go to the United States. And there are people who have got property over there. They've got family. They've got business interests. There's a lot of reasons where people want to travel, not mm-hmm. just for, for tourism purposes. But what about the, um, are you surprised that this is like a one-way deal? And the United States doesn't seem to be too anxious to open the border going the other way. Oh, I, I think we're going to get there. I mean, you got uh, uh, Washington State Governor Jay Inslee. He wants the border open. He's on record about that. He's, he came up to Point Roberts. He thinks Point Roberts or near the border to talk about Point Roberts. Uh, I think you are going to see the Americans move on this. There's a lot. Of, I think where you're going to see the lion's share of travel from Canadians is literally people who own property in Washington State. I mean, that's been an issue for eight, almost 18 months. People want to go down and check on their cabins. So I think that's going to be a lot to happen. But going to Disneyland, going to the Grand Canyon, going down to Scottsdale, I'm not sure that's going to happen in mass numbers. You know what? When you take a look at the vaccination rate in the United States, and we talked earlier about the anti, anti-vax anti kind of culture or movement or whatever you want to call it in the United States, I think it's a lot bigger than people may mm-hmm. realize. And let me play this clip here for you and get your thoughts, Keith. This is Dr. Anthony Fauci uh, speaking to CNN, and he was asked about the ant the power of the anti-vax movement in the united states right now and listen carefully what he says here because he says imagine if this anti-vax movement had been in place when they were trying to eradicate polio Mm -hmm. and other terrible diseases in the united states listen to what he says here fauci if we had had the pushback for vaccines the way we're seeing on certain media uh, i don't think it would have been possible at all to not only eradicate smallpox, we probably would still have smallpox and we probably would still have polio in this country if we had the kind of false information that's being spread now. If we had that back decades ago, I would be certain that we'd still have polio in this country. Oh, that's really amazing pretty, to hear him say that. Pretty scary stuff. Uh, I think he's, he's right. I mean, the United States is a 50-50 um, country. 50% view one things one way, 50% view it the other way, and never do they meet. So they're 50-50 on politics, and I think they're 50-50 split on science. There's a, Half that population just will not believe science. There's either religion gets in the way, conspiracy theories, distrust of government because vaccines come from government agencies. Uh, I'm not sure how they get over this, this, this hill because 
you've got you just take a look at the political map of of the United States, the red and blue states, red states, Republican, blue Democrats. Then you start looking county by county, which yeah. I did yesterday or through the pandemic. Well, you look at county by county. So even in a blue st- blue state such as Washington State, which is a Democrat state, not if you look at it county by county, there's a lot of red counties, Trump counties. That's where the low vaccination numbers are, and that's the situation in pretty well every American state. The counties that voted Trump and Republican have very low vaccination numbers. Uh, counties that voted Democrats and Biden, or before that, Obama, have high vaccination numbers. I think it's very difficult to counteract as well, because you've not only got entrenched hardcore partisan politics at work, but you've got... Um, you know, some right-wing media outlets like Fox News or, or some even more... Oh, Fox ex- News and T- Tucker Carlson willfully spreading anti-vaccination nonsense. I mean, it's an anti Well, it's part, of, it's part of the partisan political divide in the country, right? Well, it's interesting that the Republicans... We've never seen this before where the Republicans suddenly have been captured by the anti-science crowd. Yeah. That didn't happen before. This is a rather new phenomena. We didn't have uh, we didn't have this anti-vaccination movement against measles, against, as Dr. Fauci said, against polio or smallpox but we're seeing it with uh, with uh, covid-19 as a result there's going to be a lot of people dying in the united states this summer well it's also the power of social media and how things uh, how the movement mm-hmm. can really really spread rapidly on social media with facebook or all these other platforms okay did you watch jeff bezos return to uh, earth this morning from his what is it like a 15 minute I did jaunt not. to near space. I tweeted, though, that I wish gazillionaires would spend their gazillions on things uh, more worthwhile, like uh, <laughs> fighting poverty or, or establishing clean drinking water for uh, so many people. You're not impressed with this guy? He's a space cowboy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm impressed with Bezos and, and Branson <laughs> for their philanthropic uh, ventures on other aspects. They do give away a lot of their money. But on something like this, this these millions, I think, could have been better spent. Let me, let me play this here real quickly. Here's Jeff Bezos returning to Earth this morning. I can see Jeff Bezos inside reaching for his cowboy hat, Tom. I think that's going on right now as they go to open up that capsule. We were taking bets on who would exit first. Tom, who went in first? I think Jeff Bezos went in first, so I'm pretty sure that Mr. Bezos is going to be first out. Did they come out and say, I'm going to Disneyland? I mean, is that part of the... I I don't think this is the Super Bowl, Tom. Tom, this is not the Super Bowl. (laughs) Okay, so that was uh, some of the TV coverage of Bezos returning to Earth. I mean, I don't know, you know... Can you call really call this guy an astronaut? He didn't no. really go to outer space. He sort of went to near space. Yeah, he's not. I mean, an this still looked like fifteen minute flight or something. Yeah, he's a billionaire, the richest yeah. man in the world, but he's not an astronaut. Baldry's beat. Let's go right to your phone calls here. Doug on the line in Surrey. Hi, Doug. Hi, Mike. Hi, Keith. Hello. Um, as for this guy that just hopped up into space, that's just an ego trip between millionaires. A case of who can outdo who. But about this boundary dispute, I used to love going down on uh, into Washington, do a day of shopping on Amtrak, but they don't come up here as long as they got this scrap going on over the border. I still like to buy photography equipment south of the border because you get a better deal. Uh, but uh, I can go over to the library and pull stuff up that I want on the on the. Uh, on the uh, computer and phone down, give them my debit card number and uh, my uh, Union Bank debit card, and it gets shipped up here. We got a pretty good country here. We got a pretty good province. If half the states wants to get up here, let's be thankful for what we got. We got everything we can need right here in BC. You could spend the rest of your life exploring BC. <laughs> okay, Doug. Thank you for the call. Well, Jeff Bezos and Amazon have paved the way of why you don't need to go to stores <laughs> or shop anywhere. You don't need to go down to Bellingham necessarily. You can get it shipped, but. 
again, uh, I think you are going to see... You can't get the cheap gas on Amazon. No, you no. can't. And I think that's where you're going to see, once the border opens up and Canadians go down, I think it's going to be primarily those that Bellingham gas shoppers and you know tra- Trader Joe's and stuff, uh, day trips rather than extended What trips. about Disneyland? Would you go to Disneyland? I frankly, I, I would not go into the States until they get... What about Hawaii? Thing. Hawaii's in a little better situation. I mean, they are an island. But again, until they get, it's established whether or not they're going to go through a fourth wave, yeah. I'd be very wary of that country. Let's go to Chris in North Van. Hi, Chris. Um, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, interesting, Keith just talked about Disneyland. The reality is if you want to go to Disneyland right now, you can because you can fly. You can fly, Most yeah. people who mm-hmm. go to Disneyland don't drive down there because you've got a minimum two-day long, you know, 24-hour solid driving to hey, get we, there. We, we drove so you're gonna drive. twice when we were kids. Sorry? <laughs> we drove twice when we were kids. My dad and my mom and dad drove. But you're right. You're quite right. You can fly down there. Right. Uh, so that's been the, the, the big exception. And what are, the rules when, what are the rules when you fly down? I think it varies from state to state. There's a lot of uh, quarantine rules. Uh, uh, requirements in some states. Again, other it, the situation down there is more of a checkerboard, from my understanding, than it is up here. Let's go to uh, Rick in Port Moody. Hi, Rick. Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for taking my call. You sure. Keep it- I chuckled when you said you're you're going to hold off going to the states uh, until you know they get their act in, in a little better shape. The reality is, you know, in the states and Canada as well, we're pretty much hit saturation point of the people who are going to get vaccinated. So our choices are either we don't open up again or we just realize that, you know, there is going to be a certain amount of fatality and most of them will be now people that have made the decision. And, you know, of course, the argument is going to be, well, these people are going to be taxing our our um, medical system. Well, I look at it, they're not going to be taxing it any more than smokers do or people that don't exercise and are obese and have heart issues extreme sports people, you know, people who drive too fast. I, I think we've we've hit the point. Those that are going to get vaccinated are done. We need to now say, okay, we're moving forward. Life on is normal. That's why we have the shots, you know, so that if, okay. if, we, do, if we do get well, it. There is a fatalism attached to uh, to some outlook of COVID-19, but this, the fact is we're in a much better shape in Canada than they are in the States. And the caller's right. They may have hit the, hit the wall in the States in terms of uh, vaccination numbers, but that doesn't make it any... Uh, more safe a country. Canada is safe. We're going to hit our 85% double dose, I think, probably sometime in the fall, although, sometime in early September. They're, they're still months away from that. Although there is some evidence that anti-vax, anti-vax hesitancy can start to decline. I mean, we were just looking at a research company poll here in, in Canada that just came out in the last few hours that said that it's only 8% of Canadians say they definitely yeah. won't get vaccinated, and that number has gone down yeah. by five points. So some of the hardcore anti-vaxxers are starting to say, well, okay, maybe I will get the vaccination. Could that happen in the United States, though? Too? Well, I think it's a different situation in the States. You've got a combination of religion, right-wing politics, conspiracy theorists. I just don't think we have the same numbers of those types of people in Canada. We're, you know, B.C., we're approaching 81% adults with the first dose. We're almost 60% with the second dose. Uh, we're inoculating, and we did 400,000 people a week the last few weeks. That number's going to go down a bit, but we're still doing way more vaccinations per capita than the United States is. Keith, thanks a lot. All right, talk to me. All right, that's Keith Baldry, and that was Baldry's B.